Well, good morning. And uh, I would like to, it's my privilege to introduce to you, this is Edward and Barbara Mwansa from Kitwe, Zambia. So welcome them this morning. Edward and Barbara are co-founders of Church on the Rock in Kitwe and the Sarah Rose Foundation, of which you've been hearing about over the last couple of years since we uh, began uh, working with them and ministering with them. You've heard us when we've come back from our trips. Last year, we had the privilege of Barbara being here and sharing with us. This year, we get both Edward and Barbara. So we're thrilled. We're thrilled to have uh, both of them here. And uh, it's just been such a neat thing to be a part of this and see how God's working uh, through their ministry there. It's just an incredible thing. I think you have to kind of be there firsthand to really fully appreciate it. But it's an incredible ministry that they're doing in Kitway. And so what we want to do now, uh, I think there's a picture, by the way. I just want to mention they do have children. Uh, the picture up there shows Alpha, Isaac, and Mulinga. And uh, that's their three children. Um, if you know anything about the story, you know that they've lost a few children, a couple of children, and Sarah Rose of the Sarah Rose Foundation was one of those children. That's why that's named the Sarah Rose Foundation. But what I want to do now is just kind of do a little bit of an interview, uh, have them share a little bit, and then we're going to let uh, Edward preach for us. So, But before we uh, have him preach, I wanted to start with Edward and give him a chance to share maybe some opening comments this morning for us. So, Edward, you... Uh, Feel free to speak. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> I bring greetings from Zambia. Um, uh, church on the Rock, Evangelical Free Church. And also bring greetings from our children, from Sarah Rose Children Foundation and the staff. Mashivu Ken Sam Kwai. In Bemba, we say Mashibuken is good morning. So you learn something new today. It's always good to learn a word which is new. I'd like to say thank you to Pastor Clovis, to the church elders, to the staff, and to every one of you for hosting us today. We are so happy with my wife. Actually, we are humbled to come and have fellowship with you. So... Um, I will allow my wife to share some of the few things that, um, actually many things that the Lord has done within a short period of time, uh, because she was here, and today she's with her husband of 21 years. <laughs> Thank you. Greetings, church, and um I'm happy to see you for the second time, for those that I haven't met since we came on Monday. Uh, like my husband came, uh, said, I came here last year, and I'm sure some of you, you were here when I was speaking about what was going on in Zambia, and also my testimony. But uh, one of the main things that I wanted to bring to this church is just appreciations um, of what this church has done to Zambians, and in particular, Church on the Rock and Sarah Rose Children Foundation. I must say that when I was coming, I left everyone in Zambia very hopeless, in a hopeless state. Uh, we didn't know where we were going. We thought Sarah Rose was going to be closed because we had a lot of issues, especially um, 
we didn't have finances to run the foundation. Uh, all the staff were discouraged. The children also, they were all discouraged. My husband and I, we were all discouraged. But I've written out many of the things that this church has done since I was here uh, last year. In the boys' ranch, we have now the pump, and that has enabled the Sarah Rose Children Foundation to have a very huge farm, and we have a lot of crops simply because of the pump that the church provided for us. You provided finances, and we replaced the pump at the boys' ranch. And also, when the team came this summer, the house where the boys were sleeping, it wasn't even conducive for, for human beings to sleep there. It was very, very uh, destroyed. But the, the church came, painted the house, and they had to put, replace some mosquito screens. You know, we have a lot of mosquitoes that brings malaria in Zambia. So the church did that. We also had engineers, those electrical engineers, Frank and the friend that came and, <laughs> and they did a lot of electrical work at the boys ranch. This time when you reach the boys ranch, you will find that it is bright even at night and the children are able even to water the gardens at night simply because of the electricity that was fixed in the boys ranch. So thank you so much. And then in the orphanage, um, you saw the dresses, you know, we had very beautiful dresses that were donated from this church to the girls in Zambia and the girls were very, very happy. Also, we, uh, we had this situation. We have Pasco. Pasco, he's cerebral palsy and he's six years old. And all along, we didn't know what to do. The only thing we were doing, we were just laying uh, Pasco for all these years just on the mat. Uh, we didn't know what to do and just feeding him. But when the team came, there was one of the experts, you know, Anita, and helped us uh, and showed us how we can be treating Pasco in a way that Pasco also can be participating in playing with his friends. So thank you so much. And then in Chipata uh, feeding place, um, the, the church provided um, plates. We didn't have plates, you know, children when they are eating, because we only had few. They were waiting for their friends to finish, and then you pass on the plate and to the other one. But this time we have a lot of plates, and we have the mats uh, that the church provided for us, and children are able to sit nicely, and they are happy about that. We also had a lot of uh, Bible vocation, uh, you know, training school, at, at the Chipata, which the team came to teach, you know, the children. So thank you so much. And then we have now good uniforms for the children, and the children look very bright. Thank you so much. Thank you. I don't know if you have seen those uniforms, and I'm sure Pastor is going to show you the uniforms. And then we were privileged also to have the three girls, the three beautiful girls that came to Zambia, the Trek 7. This church sent the girls to come and be with us. You know, they were very brave to come and stay with us for seven weeks. And they helped a lot in all the entire foundation. And we miss them so much. We pray that many of you youths will, will join and come also next time just to be with us for a longer period of time. Thank you so much. And then um, at the church, you saw that structure. When the team uh, first came, uh, the first time they came, they just found us, uh, you know, worshipping in just a small structure, just, uh, you know, a makeshift. And then today we have a nice tent and we have a nice floor, very conducive 
for all of us to be worshiping from. And so uh, whatever you have done to the list of us, your brothers and sisters, we appreciate so much. We are so thankful. Thank you so much. I just forgot about one thing. That's why it's better to be two. Also, <laughs> also, we would like to appreciate for the monthly support that was approved since last year for the food for the children. This time we don't lack any food because of you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And another uh, ministry that um, we are affiliated with is the Global Fingerprint Ministry. And um, there are, that's how you sponsor. You can sponsor these children. It's $35 a month. And um, I think there's over 60 children now that are uh, sponsored and over 25 from uh, people in Cornerstone are sponsoring. I think it's more than 25 people are sponsoring ch children. So are 25 children being sponsored by Cornerstone, which is huge because, again, that's providing monthly support for those children, including uh, funds to be able to do the uniforms. I do think we have a picture of, uh, of the kid, children in their uniforms, which is, uh, I mean, this is a sig very significant thing for these children. Uh, this is, they're very, very poor children. Uh, now they're being fed, and they even have a uniform to go to school in. Um, it's just huge for their self-esteem uh, to be able to have that. So we're thrilled that our church is uh, being able to uh, support that and be a part of that. Any thoughts on Global Fingerprints? Um, I mean, you guys are seeing the benefit of Global Fingerprints there in Kitway. I uh, want to say thank you. Actually, the Global Fingerprints is helping us a lot. We are able to take our children to um, for medical assistance. Like I'm speaking to you last week, we just had one child in the hospital it's from that that we are able to help the children. We don't have any other extra sources apart from the garden that now we are doing. And then we have to pay allowances. We have to do a lot. So your support to these children is enabling us to meet their basic needs. Thank you so much. And just a couple other things to make you aware of, and we've mentioned this before, but uh, one of the neat things that's happened since last year is that uh, a sister church uh, in Wyoming, Casper, Wyoming, it's called Cornerstone Evangelical Free Church as well, um, has uh, sent a, they sent a team a few weeks ago, and they were exploring the possibility of uh, partnering with us as we partner with Edward and Barbara, and, and they've decided to join, join us. So now we have another church involved and uh they do bring some expertise they they did have the electrical engineer that went with them uh on their trip and they have uh, a guy who was in uganda for several years and did irrigation systems in uganda so they're bringing some expertise to the table uh that we don't have but together we're you know we're stronger and uh, we're able to uh, partner with them even more uh, and, and another area, you know, uh, Barbara mentioned Pasco special needs child. When we were there, we went to a clinic and saw that there were like 15 or so children at this clinic, uh, mothers carrying them, you know, on their backs as they walked in, one of which was a child that had to be at least 10 years old and probably weighed 100 pounds. And uh, this mother's carrying him, carrying him on her back. 
um, we've, we've made some connections through some people in our church, and then Anita's made some connections with some ministries where it looks like we may be able to provide uh, wheelchairs uh, there for Pasco and as well as for uh, these, other, these other children there that um, they have no way of, of getting around. These are specially made for the terrain uh, there in Zambia. And so now, there's just some neat things happening, networking kinds of things going on um, with uh, the ministry there. Uh, with them. So any other thoughts that you want to share before uh, we pray and we turn things over to you, Edward, to preach? Do you want, don't feel like you have to, but if you, I just want to give you the opportunity if there's anything else that you might want to say, especially Barbara. By the way, again, tonight, you know, at the church, 630, uh, you'll have a whole lot more than we're going to be able to share uh, this morning. Uh, some of you heard Barbara's testimony last year. It's a very powerful testimony. You, if you haven't heard it, you might want to come tonight. You'll be able to hear some more of that. And you've never heard Edward's testimony. It's another powerful testimony. So I encourage you to come at 630. We won't be providing a Zambian meal this time like we did uh, a few weeks ago when we gave our report from our trip. So don't expect any Shima or uh, fish heads. But we will have... Uh, We'll have cookies and some coffee, but we, we won't have any uh, official Zambian meal. Any, any final thoughts? Uh, the final thoughts are that y- you are welcome to come this evening, and we'll be sharing a lot of things this evening. So you are welcome. Yeah. Amen. And I'm excited this morning. I'm trusting God that we, are, we shall catch the fire. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So anyway, join us tonight at 6.30. You know, it's interesting as I was t- talking to Edward about preaching this morning and everything. He was, he was kind of, he, he was saying, I, I, don't, I won't preach like we do in Africa, you know, with fire. I won't preach like that. I'm saying, no, 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 no. I said, he didn't even know we had already come up with the theme for this Sunday, catch the fire. That was the theme before we even had this conversation. I said, no, you preach with fire. Preach, we want the fire. So give us some Zambian fire. So now that I've put him on the spot, you know, I just told him, preach from your heart. That's all we want. Just preach from your heart. I don't know if we can fully appreciate how intimidating it is from somebody from Zambia to get up in front of a group like this in this kind of environment. Uh, but it's still the same word of God. He's the still the same man of God. I know he's being used in a powerful way there. And uh, we look forward to hearing what he has to say this morning. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to turn it over to Edward and he's going to preach for us this morning. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you for the privilege we as a church have to partner with such an incredible, godly couple as Edward and Barbara and all those who are ministering there in Kitway. We think of all the staff uh, who are serving there on a faithful basis, on a daily basis there. We just thank you for them. We pray, God, for the children uh, that are being impacted through these ministries and for the church there, God. We just pray that you continue to change their lives, Lord, transform their lives. Help them come to faith. Help them to grow up to be godly uh, men and women. And we just are so grateful that you've led us uh, to be able to be a part of this. So we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We look forward to hearing from Edward. We pray, God, that you will work through him in a powerful way. May your spirit move in our hearts this morning. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Good morning. I have to wear my eyes so that I can see you very clearly. I'm so happy that um, the Lord has provided me an opportunity to share God's word. Thank you to Pastor Clovis and the team of elders. Um, I'll be able to share with you what God has laid upon my heart. We'll be looking in um, Luke chapter 5. When I preach in Africa, we have so many papers, so you will see me putting papers there, there. They all work together for good. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this morning, I will share the story from the Bible, from Luke five seventeen to 20. And then I will highlight some of the few things from the same passage. And then I will connect... Um, the story to the plan of God's plan for salvation and then I'll look at the application so I'll do that within 20 minutes so if you don't if you miss something please the evening is there we can talk <laughs> let me begin reading one day Jesus was teaching And Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to, to do this, because of the cloud, they went up on the roof and lowered him on, the, on his mud through the towers into the middle of the cloud, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. May God bless his word. Amen. Our theme is awakening the missionary in everyone. And this morning, I'm looking at catching the fire in reaching out for Jesus. In Africa, you preach with a text. You have to give um, the title. So catching the fire in reaching out for Jesus. The story which I've just read from the Bible, we see a man who was paralyzed. I checked up in the dictionary. I was trying to see the meaning of paralyze or paralyze. I realized that the word can mean to be disabled or crippled or handicapped or incapacitated or powerless or immobile or useless. When my wife was just sharing about the situation in Zambia the first time she came, she almost used this word. She said, when I was coming for the first time, the situation at home was hopeless. So this is also a situation where our friend was found. 
He was in a place where he could not do anything about himself. He could not do anything. He needed others to help him. From the same passage, we see some men carrying a person who was who needed help. The men took the sick person on a stretcher or a mat to Jesus. They helped him come out of a situation that has trapped him for some time. This condition defined his way of life. When I was praying and preparing, I was reminded of a story when Peter used to go to the temple and they met this person who was begging. Beautiful, is it the beautiful gate? He was begging. And then they looked straight into his eyes. They said, silver and gold we have none, but what we have rise. You know, the condition he was in determined what he was doing. He was begging because, and we have many people begging in Africa because of some of them, their condition. From this same passage, we see that they found, as they were bringing their friend to Jesus, they found that there were so many people. Actually, there was a cloud. They couldn't even pass. But these men, the friends to the one who was sick, they did not allow anything to get in their way, but their friend, they were determined that their friends meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And from the same passage we see that when Jesus saw their faith, the faith of their friends, Jesus said, your sins, your sins have been forgiven. Let me share a little bit before I connect this story to the plan of salvation. In life, many times, we are found in places where we need others to help you. There is a proverb in Ghana. They say, if you are saying, help me, and something is on the ground like this, No one knows whether you are serious or you mean it. But if you are saying, help me, and you have lifted something halfway, you are struggling just to put it on the table because we use the head to carry things. Then people know, truly, you need help from where you are until you put something on your head. Our friend in this passage needed someone to stand with them. Let's look to the plan of God. I will not read everything, but I will cite some verses for you. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, after God created everything, he said it was good. When he said that, our personal relationship with the Lord was good. Our relationship with one another was good. Our relationship with the environment was good. 
chapter 3 introduces something else. This is what we call the fall. Sin came in. When sin came, what was good was no longer good. It was distorted. Our relationship with the Lord was no longer there. Actually, I was looking at some of the verses in Romans 3, verse 10, 23. The verses says, no, none, none is actually righteous. Romans also continues saying, all have fallen short of the glory of God. That's the description. It's because of the fall. Our relationship with the others was also what? Distorted. This is the reason why children are on the street. Did you know that? It's because of sin. God's desire is to have a godly family on earth. But because of sin, we don't see a godly family on earth. We see something else. Instead of having fellowship with one another, there is mistrust, there is disappointments, there, is, there are so many things I can bring out. Our relationship with the environment is equally affected. We want the environment to save us. If you come to Africa, I look at your roads, they are so clean. This is great. This is great. Actually, I feel like I'm not, in I'm not in the world because they are almost clean. I'm thinking I'll be the first one maybe to make them dead. Because they are so clean. In Africa, probably we have no respect for the environment. Everyone just throws everything. Everyone throws everything. Everyone throws everything. But when we look at the word of God, everyone in the world, instead of using the resources that God has given us so well, we are abusing them because of sin. Now, I'm still building my, my message. I hope if I don't finish it, I invite you, I'll finish it in the evening. Now, the coming of our Lord Jesus... And to me, this is the good news. The coming of our Lord Jesus came now to change what was distorted, to bring it to a place where now we can have life. We can talk about transformation. Grow in God's word and spirit. So that now we can have a personal relationship with the Lord. First Corinthians says, uh, Colossians, it says, Jesus reconciled all things to himself. We are now reconciled in Christ Jesus. Now we have a place back in the hearts of the Father. We can go to God and say, Father, here I am. We can now relate with him. We have a personal relationship with God. Because of what Christ has done. Now that we are in Christ, families should be godly. I was expecting an amen. 
Hallelujah. Families should be godly. We need to see godly families. Because now we are in Christ. Hallelujah. There should be no more being selfish. If I'm in a relationship with my wife, I should not just look at my own interest. I should also look at her own interest. I should not be self-centered. I should be selfless. What keeps marriages and relationships to grow and to, to, to blossom and to be healthy is forgiveness, brethren. If we don't forgive one another, all our children, if it was in Zambia I'm speaking right now, I would say they would all go run in the street. Because there is no forgiveness. I have a friend who's a pastor. I'll quickly share a short testimony because I'm, I'm passionate about this. He's a pastor. One guy, because pastors sometimes we don't have money, we are not paid. One guy just came, he found the wife, he bought the wife a chocolate. You know chocolate? I think they come from here. <laughs> and the wife just ate the chocolate and she was so honest enough and she went to the husband and said, that man bought the chocolate, I'm going. And that's how she left. He's my fellow pastor. He came to me, pastor, this is what I'm going on. They stayed together, they even had a child, the wife. He came to me and said, now I'm going to court. We have to divorce. I also said, there's a place for forgiveness. And I forgot. One day he came back to me and he said, you know what? The Lord spoke to me. I've forgiven my wife. And now he has not just forgiven her. He has even brought into his life the child. The wife brought back. Forgiveness, sometimes we forgive when there is even pain. I'm reminded of a man in the Bible, Stephen. As they were stoning him, they were throwing stones on him. He didn't threaten them. If he wanted, he was going to say, you see in heaven. But he didn't do that. He said, forgive them. Hallelujah. He said, forgive them. We have to forgive even in pain. This is the whole gospel. That's why Jesus came. If families are going to be strong, we have to learn to forgive. Let's love genuinely from our hearts. Let's love our children. Children, let's love our parents. Sometimes, church, let's also love our pastors. Sometimes as pastors, we feel like we are not loved. Love us just like we are loving you. Because of our Lord Jesus Christ, we can now reach out for others. Hallelujah. We can reach out to others. You know, when I look at what you have put here, this is great. Be rescued and rescue others. Your friends who help you on a stretcher, you are rescued. Also go and rescue others who are on the stretcher. Because this is life. Today I'm standing vi vibrant. 
Tomorrow, I'll be on the stretcher. I need you. Hallelujah. Today, I need you. Tomorrow, you may need me. God is calling us into relationship with him and with others. We are serving along with Our God is a relational God. Sometimes I look at the people who are working in offices. The people God that has given you working with you, if you see them as staff, you miss. See them as people God is bringing into your life to relate with you. Hallelujah. Because God is a relational God. He wants to relate with people. He wants us to relate with one another because now we are redeemed. We are in Christ. These men in the story are willing to take a, to make a difference in the lives of others. Just like you as a church, you have decided to make the difference in the lives of the children in Zambia. Hallelujah. You know, when my wife was saying the situation was hopeless, I wish you saw it, how hopeless it was. It was truly hopeless. We were paralyzed. You know, there is a place where you feel like your faith is paralyzed. The only thing that we did, which I remember, was we were praying. Then God brought you into our life. We are so grateful. I had people I respected, people I enjoyed fellowship with, but because they couldn't be paid, they walk out of our lives. And, you know, we came to a place where you feel like you are disgraced. Is it disgraced? You feel like everything... I never sinned. It was not the sin. If it was sin, it was genuine. That Because I sinned, everyone can walk out. But it's the situation. It took you to come and say, brother, sister, we can do it together. Hallelujah. We can do it. If you wanted, you could have given excuses. Look at these guys. They came. They looked at the cloud. They could even have said, ah, we could have helped, you know, see the cloud. And they off what? Go back. But they didn't do that. They looked at each other. We can do something. Though there is a cloud, let's do something. They had to find another way of doing it until they met the Lord Jesus. God is calling the church to be sensitive to the needs of others outside our own needs. Did you know that even the people who help, they have needs? Hallelujah. These men were helping their friend. They could have also have extra needs. They are not mentioned here. But maybe next in that other Bible. <laughs> they could have mentioned it. But not in this one. Because if I want, I can focus on my needs. But God is saying, look at your neighbor. Next to you. Look at your children. Look at your parents. Those are needs around you. 
when we begin stretching out, when we begin reaching out, when we begin touching other lives, do you know what we are doing? We are pointing people to to Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever we do, we are pointing people to Jesus. That's why Matthew 25, 31, 40 says, you'll be shocked when you say, we didn't see you, master. When were you naked and we clothed you? When were you in prison and we visited you? When were you hungry and we fed you? And Jesus said, when you help the little ones, you did that unto me. Can I have a picture? There's no picture? It's there. Ah. In Africa, if your church has 40 people, it's enough to have pride. But I look at the pastor. I look at the work that he's doing. It is easy if you wanted was going to say, we have given you money for food. And you can even say, hey you, pick that, pick that. He didn't do that. He came. He did that. To me, that's his servant leadership. You know, when Jesus came, people started looking at who is a leader. He washed their feet. Pastor, what are you talking about? Let me conclude. After sharing the story, in case you forget the whole story, just know that there is someone who needs to be touched. When we get better, let's also help others who may be on the stretcher. Be rescued to rescue others. Let Jesus see your faith. Your faith to me, I'll call them your works. Let him see your works. Elder James says, faith without works is dead. Let Jesus see your works. Faith according to this context, means believing that Jesus will provide a solution when I point people to him. It's believing that Jesus will do something while using me in the process of change. While using you in the process of transformation. Children are transformed in Africa because of you. May God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the audio from Cornerstone Church in Prescott, Arizona. For more information, visit us online at www.prescottcornerstone.com.